Brandon Brands. Hey, this is Brittany Crystal. I'm a personal brand and growth expert and host of Beyond Influential. And if you want to build a brand that matters, you should be listening to Brands on Brands on Brands with my good friend, Brandon Burkmeyer. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey everyone, welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I am Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach. And I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Today's guest, let's just jump into it. Today's guest is Brittany Crystal. If you don't know Brittany, Brittany is a personal branding expert. She coaches people on influence and building influence. She's got a top podcast called Beyond Influential, which I love. She used to work with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, for those of you that know him or don't know him. Uh, who is one of the biggest names in marketing and podcasting right now, one of the largest podcasts out there. She worked with his, with his team on personal branding and worked with many others like Marie Forleo, Tom Bilyeu, to name a few. So if you want to know how to build your personal brand from the person who's done it and for herself, for big names, and now does it for entrepreneurs and regular people like me, I subscribe, I tick in her course, I listen to her stuff. And I'm excited to bring her on and introduce you today. So please enjoy and just really take in. There's a lot of really strong value bombs in here today. So listen closely, rewind it if you have to. All right. Talk soon. Brandon Brands. Let's get going. Thank you so much. First off to my guest today, everyone, I'm very excited to introduce you to Brittany Crystal. If you don't already know her, you should. Brittany, first off, before I get into anything, thank you for coming on the show. I'm really happy to have you here today. I'm super stoked to be here. This has been a long time coming. So thank you for asking me. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I I started on this personal growth journey about you know 18 months ago or so. And you know, I started downloading a lot of information, listening to podcasts, reading, doing anything I can to get out of my daily rut, out of my job, and figure out what I wanted to do. And one of the, the podcasts I came across, one of the people I came across was Brittany. And it was interesting because I was tr- figuring out, you know, maybe I need to learn how to network better. Maybe I need to learn how to grow my reputation more. And this idea of personal branding, you know, I came across. So your content really resonated with me because that's all, it's a lot of what you talk about. And you happened to be launching your, it's like a couple episodes in, I was listening and you were talking about launching your first course about building influence on LinkedIn. And you know what? It really spoke to me. I was like, this is exactly what I need. It was a platform that I was trying to crack the code on that I was like, it just, it's just a resume right now. I need to make it more than this. And so I'll ask you to start off for the audience here. Like, why LinkedIn? Why did that become something you leaned into right off the bat? How did that idea come to you to focus on helping people build influence on LinkedIn? Well, thank you for that lovely, lovely, lovely intro. And again, like I'm so grateful to be here. And just for people in terms of LinkedIn, why LinkedIn? LinkedIn wasn't something I was seeking out necessarily. I always say, so I'm a personal brand expert. I need to know how to build brand everywhere. Like I'm platform agnostic. It doesn't matter 
where online you need to be building a personal brand. And so for me, the people I was working with at the time, I'm paying attention everywhere. And so what ended up happening is essentially basically starting in 2016 after Microsoft acquired LinkedIn, changes started happening in the platform. But during that time, I think I was, yeah, I was still at Vayner. So I was working on Gary's team. I was working on... And I don't know if you people who listen know who Gary Vee is, but I was working at VaynerMedia, working on Gary Vee's team, and then also transitioning into the personal branding arm of the agency that was being created based off of the team. And so basically what we were doing is, you know, you create this content and then you need to be able to distribute it and optimize it on every platform. So I needed to know how to do that. So I was paying attention for different clients and different people and posting for them and helping create content for them and making it platform specific. So I was posting on LinkedIn for them and sometimes for myself, but like nothing was happening. LinkedIn was a place for people who were corporate. That was where you kind of put your corporate stuff. And for me personally, it was a place where I you know, went in to change my resume if I was looking for another job. That's what it was up until... I would say I really started paying attention to it the end of 2017. You know, I'm in these different Facebook groups and all of the kind of people in marketing, you know, you have all these different places where you kind of talk to each other and like what you're seeing out there in the market. And basically I was looking at the posts that I was posting for other people who were more corporate type clients. And I was just watching like the reach and engagement and I was hearing rumblings about it just in general, like about how friendly the algorithm is and even status posts can achieve this virality. And basically I just started using it myself. I'm always somebody who tests everything out on myself because I need to put my money where my mouth is. And at this point I was you know, working for myself now. And I started posting semi-regular. I can't even say it's like... I think about like an Instagram where people post you know, multiple times a day, at least five days a week, and you're like competing with this algorithm and all of this stuff. And basically, I was posting like... I was spending less than an hour a week on it, not spending a fraction of the time I spent on Instagram. And the reach was going. The people I was talking to and who were reaching out to me were quality people. People were asking about you know my services and literally like three months of light usage, I was getting asked to speak on LinkedIn. I was getting speaking engagements. All of these different things were happening for me and they were happening for the people that I was like working with and suggesting to do the things I was doing myself. And I was like, there's something here. I knew just in general in my business, I wanted to... Everyone needs to be building a personal brand. I know how busy people are. Like now my current job is actually making content and you know helping teach people how to do this type of thing. But I know most people are busy and don't have the time. And so I just saw that there was so much like bang for the buck there that I could use the strategies that I knew in terms of content distribution, getting clear on your brand, positioning and all of these things and apply it to LinkedIn. So I stopped what I was making. And I was like, people need to do this now because there's all of this white space there. So people are still early because people still think it's LinkedIn is this place for your resume. They don't even realize native video has been introduced. And now, you know, live videos in beta and just how much access you have to the people you actually want there. So it's just all of these magical things are happening there. And I it's still early. And yes, it will get more saturated and all of that stuff. But if you get good at it now, by the time it gets saturated, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And w- the thing that I, you mentioned Gary V too, uh, in the, uh, in your answer. Now, what I wanted to mention is that, you know, that's a big elephant in the room for people who haven't heard of him, you know, Google him. But if you have, 
what you guys know is, you know, he's someone that puts out a ton of content and you were on his personal branding team or however you want to describe that. And you, you worked at VaynerMedia, which means that you worked with Gary, who's, you know, a big icon for entrepreneurs, for marketing in general. Uh, and that's partly how I discovered you. I, when I went on the, the road to figure out my journey or whatever it was, I, fa- I discovered Tony Robbins and Gary Vee. <laughs> and, and one was like, fix my life. And the other was like, fix my marketing and my brand, my personal brand and uh, kind of watching what he says and what he does. Uh, so I appreciate that you worked with him. And that made me, that definitely made me curious about you, like getting to, to see, you know, how the sausage is made or behind the scenes is something that makes me really curious. And I don't think we need to talk about Gary. You know, if he, Gary wants to come on the show, you know, <laughs> great. Uh, or, you know, he's got more content than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, so there's plenty of that out there. But for you specifically, I'd love to hear what you learned in, in that environment that, you know, that helps you build, because you build a personal brand really quickly. So like, what, what did you get to take away from that for others that are like looking to do that? I mean, I took away so much. I can't, you know, I'm, some people, you know, some people are like, oh, do you ever get sick of people asking you about Gary? And here's the deal. Like, I wouldn't have found what I loved without him. So I am forever grateful that whatever path I go on, he's such a big part of my life. So I'll never, I'll never be like, oh, I can't believe I'm being asked about it. No, I'm grateful. Like, I'm grateful to be also, I think, a part of his story and a part of building... I mean, he obviously did a ton of work, but a part of building that machine that is what it is now. He has such great insight, but something that people don't realize in general is that it does take a team to execute and distribute at the level that... Well, now he's got like 30 people on it, but I joined his team in 2015. I joined Vayner in 2014 from the LA office and he moved me to New York to work on his personal brand because he was about to get very serious. He had this vision and he knew he had people who could execute, but it wasn't like a firm... There wasn't a firm like plan going in necessarily. And so when I moved to New York, it was maybe like... It was like eight of us and we were creating this content machine. Like not one person responsible. He was already doing the Ask Gary Vee show, but it was like, how do we distribute this to more people? How do we, you know, what do we have to do here? And so it was kind of an all hands on deck mini startup. And I was very fortunate that I got to touch pretty much all pieces of building a personal brand aside from actually graphic designing or following him around with a camera because I don't do that stuff. But it was like, what do we have to do any and everything? And I got to a point, I think I happened to have the skill set where I know what makes somebody interesting and somebody unique. Gary obviously has like a great personality. So it's easy to, you know, he dropped sound bites. So it's easy to chop that up. But I got to a point where I could watch, you know, him for let's say a 30 minute talk i knew which 10 image quotes to pull i knew which like three clips would pop on whichever platforms i was ended up at some point writing his articles i knew which blog posts would come from these things and basically we created this content machine and then there were other other aspects of distribution that were interesting like influencer marketing was not at the level that it is now, even in 2015, 2016. So like I had to find 750 influencers to hold his book for free when it was launching uh, his Ask Gary Vee book in 2016. And I just realized how powerful the personal brand was when I was reaching out to people from my Instagram account and doing the whole thing where it's like, hi, I'm Brittany. Like I work for Gary, like doing my outreach And people were writing back influencers who I didn't know had any connection to him. I knew maybe they followed him or maybe 
maybe something, or maybe they had heard of him. And they were writing back that they do what they do specifically because they read Crush It. They consumed his content. All of these different things. And I realized that the content we were putting out, even if it was social content, like you know, stuff that you don't really think maybe matters. Now I think people are starting to realize it matters. It was having an impact. And I really fell in love with it. I just was like, this human is through like his advice is changing people's lives and minds. And I just thought it was super interesting. And I was like, oh, we can do this at scale. And so immediately, uh, I'd say three months into working for him in New York, I went to him. It was like, if I knew he was testing this out to build uh, like a personal branding arm. I was like, I want to be a part of that. I wanted to be... I'm someone who wanted to be able to replicate the process. I knew Gary... Gary knows what he's doing in that realm. I wanted to know that this worked for people like people who maybe are introverts, people who maybe don't feel like they have a personal brand, but they do. I wanted to know that the system worked and I did get that opportunity, which was really cool. So, so let's, I'd love to dive into that a little bit more because I think a lot of the entrepreneurs or, or people that are you know, doing a side hustle, whatever it is, even someone in corporate that are listening, they might be curious. They've heard about this personal brand thing. It's taken on a life of its own as a word, but to me, it's just reputation. But I'd love to know what you see as the value in developing that, in developing that story and that brand for, you know, that brand you or whatever you want to call it. Like, what's the value in that in your eyes for someone like that? There is value for literally everybody. I don't care if you're like high school student or you're the most senior executive ever. I think it's the kind of thing that just like I consider it an insurance policy. So to me, yes, influence and personal branding is reputation and trust. And people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Now, there are people who are like, I don't need to be doing this. I don't want to monetize my personal brand. And it's like, that's not what it's about. You're technically, if you have a job or you work for a living, you're monetizing your personal brand. So for me, as somebody who prior to working for Gary and entering this world at all, I went to law school, I became a lawyer, I passed the bar. I hated that. I didn't want to do it. And I ended up, I wanted to work technically. Now I realized everything I was doing was personal branding and content creation because I went to work in Hollywood. But I had kind of negative experience after negative experience working with people who definitely didn't have my back. And not until now with the online space, can we play offense and defense? Can people get to learn and know about us and we can like show our skill sets before we need to? Because what I see time and time again now is people coming to me who are in their like you know 30s 40s or maybe even older who have all of this experience and no one knows about it and so they're losing out on opportunities to people with a fraction of the experience let's say or they want to pivot somehow and they don't know how nobody will give them their opportunity and it's like you can create content and create this proof for yourself so you can actually do the thing that you want to be doing so it's kind of all of these different different things. And it's good to have as, like I said, if you are working a regular job, let's say you're not an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, it is a great insurance policy if the only people who know that you've done all of this work is maybe a manager who doesn't love you or a boss you don't love or colleagues who aren't going to go to bat for you. All of those things are things everyone deals with all of the time. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to control your name? Like Even if you're not trying to you know, get brand deals. It's like own your name before somebody goes and does it for you because that's a very real thing happening right now. Now, and I 
want to make sure you get credit for this. When you were developing, when you're working with Gary, you also worked on some other big personal brands as well to kind of hone that craft, right? There, who were just quickly? Who are some of those people? So I worked with uh, well, Bon and Bow. I actually worked with. Uh, he was a exec at Mondelez before he left, and then he had a show on CNBC, and he's kind of doing his own thing with. It's called Bond Ventures, but he's like always hobnobbing with all of these different people. Um, he's got a lot of irons in the fire and doing a lot with like chatbots and all sorts of things, texting. So I worked with him at Vayner and I actually worked with him after he kept... That was like a whole transition where he was like, no, I want you to keep working with me. I worked with Tom Bilyeu, who was formerly of Quest Nutrition and Insight Quest. Now he has his own huge personal brand. Nikeo Grico is actually somebody I worked with who... Uh, her skincare line was uh, is part of the Sundial brands that's now part of Unilever. That was after I left. And I worked with Marie Forleo. That was after Vayner too, who, uh, I mean, in the online space, she's kind of, she's one of the huge pioneers of people who kind of do the online course thing if people have ever heard of B-School. So that was, uh, that was after. So basically, I had a little bit of a trajectory where I was working on a bunch of clients at Vayner. And then I left in May 2017 to do my own thing. And I got to take on some great clients, some people who actually were working. I got to kind of continue working with Vayner and that I was working on the client side for two clients, which was interesting because I got to see that on the other end. And then, yeah, taking on Marie. And then maybe in, I think, last year, around 2018, I stopped doing more of the client thing and was like, how do I scale this out? And so, yeah, we can talk about the podcast and all the different things that happened. But yeah, my business has definitely changed in the last two years. Well, and, and I, I wanted to mention it because I, I wanted to give people a little bit of understanding of where you're coming from and doing this because you now do this for like anyone that's interested and, you know, like regular regular people like me, you know, <laughs> as I like to say, but the, uh, cause you know, I didn't have a podcast. I wasn't doing, I was literally just a, you know, someone that worked in corporate and was like, what do I do now? But I, you know, and Tom Bill, you, I, I love his show impact theory. If you guys haven't seen it, like he's killing it in, in, in doing that. And I just saw his wife, Lisa, Bill, you speak, uh, at a conference called thrive for four purpose businesses. Just she's lovely. Amazing. They're both lovely people. Yeah. But the, so you, you know, you're working on getting the experience for people that have reputation, but then translating it for people that are like, well, how do I build something from scratch? I think is really interesting. And in doing this, you know, I signed up, you know, I loved your podcast. You have a, a podcast called Beyond Influential, which I love, uh, where you talk about this and, and you bring on guests and you talk about all kinds of stuff, but uh, influence is, is that center connecting thread. You also have the LinkedIn Laws course, which is like an ongoing thing for you. I know you have some new things coming up, but I want to say when I took the LinkedIn Laws course for you guys, it's still out there if you want to check it out. Uh, Not only did I learn like the tips and the tricks of how to, you know, post on LinkedIn and the things you start, but there was a beginning piece of this, which was huge for me, which was about clarity. It was about jumping in and understanding like what you are trying to accomplish, what you want to put out there into the world and really understanding like what your goals are. And it gets really deep, really personal. But I appreciated that. And I want, to, I want to hear you kind of explain like where that came from, why you think it's important. And then I want, you know, I know you have something coming around that, that you're expanding on that a little bit. It is kind of it, clarity and being clear on who you are and what you're doing and kind of that self-awareness piece. Even though I don't claim to be teaching self-awareness, it does help you grow that self-awareness. It's the number one pillar and the foundation that 
all brands and personal brands and really all business is based on like, you need to be clear on your branding and your positioning and all of these different things, your why, your purpose, your audience in order to attract the right people. But it's so important in terms of the personal brand. And it is, it's like the first, not only is it the first place to start with literally everybody, like from a Tom Bill, you billionaire to if a high school student sits down with me tomorrow, I would start with the same type of questioning. And so that it's universal. And when I built out the LinkedIn laws, I wanted it to be something that, yes, obviously, like there's best practices and all of those things, like regarding LinkedIn, like you said, but I wanted it to be something that worked kind of universally, no matter what happens with the algorithm, no matter how many people are on the platform, no matter what happens, you're uniquely positioning yourself. So, my superpower just in general is knowing very quickly what makes somebody unique but also hearing out and listening to what they want and then strategizing how to put those things and positioning them to put themselves in a place to get there through content or through attracting the right people. So at least if people Google you or whatever it is, they know what you're about and you attract that right audience. And so clarity is that piece. Clarity helps your your content strategy. It helps when you're reaching out to people and you're engaging with them that they come back and they go to your profile and they know like you're the person. It really just is that foundational element. And it's very personal. Personal branding is very personal and people don't think about it that way. And I know you took it very seriously and I appreciate that. But the first thing... like So I've been running this mastermind, like a four-month closed mastermind. And the one thing that literally every single person needs and wants it and has been asking for is even clarity around their own brand. People are confused. And I think what happens is not, you know, you can be the most self-aware person. You can like get it, but most people don't take the time to be intentional and really, especially if you're day-to-day doing stuff, you have kids, you're going to work, you're doing your commuting, you're doing all of these things. People aren't like, why am I doing the thing that I'm doing? What do I actually want to be doing? What am I offering? Where am I headed? Just like basic things that that we should all be asking ourselves, we don't do. And then to articulate it after is the like the big piece. I think there's two pieces to clarity. There's the internal piece, which is you having that honest conversation with yourself about what you actually want, where you're headed, and what you offer, and who you want to be speaking to. And then there's the translating it because I think that's communication is also is just overall the number one thing. And I think that's a part of clarity and that's a part of content and and all of those pieces. And so even if you're clear on it and what happens a lot, you go to somebody's bio on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever, and you get nothing. There's that dissonance where I'll talk to someone and they'll tell me, they'll be super clear on who they are and I'll go to their profile. And it's like, I have no clue what you do here. And so clarity to me is just, that is that is the game. And then all the other stuff is is layered on top. So honestly, the next course, and I was telling you this right before that I'm building out, is that clarity course to walk people through it because it is so important. And it's also something that evolves. So it's something that you should be doing and checking in with, at least if you don't want to go through the entire thing again right away, but like check in, make sure that's still where you're at three months from now, six months from now. Yeah, I I would agree. What comes to my mind is it it does feel like it's a living thing because you can make those changes once, but you're going to start to change as a person and your whatever your goals are might change a little bit to the point of being consistent. Every now and then I get on a whim, I start changing my profile because I think we all do that a little bit. But if I haven't revisited like 
what my core, clear, you know, the, the clarity pieces are, then I start to be all over the place a little bit. So I'm really glad that you're bringing this forward as a course. For people that are, you know, that are thinking about something like that, are there a couple of, of core pieces, core elements uh, or lessons that they can implement right now or just some things to start thinking about? I mean, people get, I just want to say this as a caveat, the clarity piece is the hardest part mindset wise to wrap your head around because it feels a lot of times it is about niching down and to people that feels like they're pigeonholing themselves and it's constricting. But every time I promise the more you actually niche down and get specific, the easier it is to grow. It doesn't alienate people that way. Um, You want to be attracting and repelling, but it just because you pick one type of person doesn't mean other people that are kind of related won't be attracted to your message. And that's a super important piece in terms of evolution. Like for me, when I left Vayner and I was thinking I was going to do like a consultancy, which is what I basically started when I left. And that's not at all what I do now. But I had this person in mind and that person evolved and that's perfectly fine. But I wouldn't know this person evolved until I started basically trying you know, picking that person, finding people who were like that, those people that I was thinking I wanted to serve. And then it just wasn't work. You know, I was like, actually, like, I really don't like this type of thing or like this type of, like, if this person has this type of team or this type of attitude, that's not working for me. So then you go back and you adjust it. So the first things I would think about in terms of at least personal branding from, let's say, your work standpoint, from a professional standpoint, I would think about Articulating what you do in a way that's not just the job title, who you do it for, why you do it, and then who, like, very specifically, like, who that person is that you would be your ideal person to be speaking to. And also, just for your own personal knowledge, I like people to be really honest about what it is you want. I think that's something that people don't talk about that much and they don't talk about it publicly and it's perfectly fine. And this is why the personal branding thing is so personal. I feel like I've talked to now countless people about their goals. And a lot of times people who do have teams don't helping them make content, don't want to admit what they actually want out of this process. And so they don't position themselves in a way to win. And then they get upset about the results. If it's about, if it's actually about followers and certain numbers and not about sales, you're not going to be happy if you make all the sales. So it's kind of getting started with the like, the who, what, the why. So it's the basic questions, but then you can really go deep, which is what I do after. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. And I, I, to make it personal, the, you know, when I was going through this myself, it's niching down is hard in, in that it's, you're not sure if it's wrong to your point, but like, so for example, I was like, let's, I have, I just came off of a job where I was, you know, managing restaurant marketing for Jack in the Box. And I go, so if I work with smaller businesses, maybe I should start with restaurants, like being a restaurant marketing consultant. And so I start, it did help me focus. I started writing content that was geared just to that. It helped me think exactly about the type of customers that I wanted to get in front of and how I would go about building that, those, those lead lists and, and going after those people. It's not what I wanted to do. But I wouldn't know that until I did it, right? So I, I had to go and I was like, after I wrote a couple of things and I, start, I started the chase a little bit, I said, you know what? I don't want to be known as the restaurant marketing guy. So I took a step back. But if I didn't take the step forward, I wouldn't know and I wouldn't be able to go backwards to go a different direction. And I think that there's some confusion out there. Like you can choose to niche down in an industry or not. 
or like in marketing, you could choose a niche down and be a LinkedIn expert or a, a, an Instagram expert or not. But there's, I think there's a lot of ways to think about how you niche down. Maybe you are just approaching things a different way. You have a different process, whatever the thing is, but you do have to focus a little bit. So I can't be the marketing consultant on all things marketing to all people, but I don't have to pick an industry like restaurants or I don't have to pick one platform like Instagram. I can find something else that is like how I help people. Exactly. I think that's what, I, when I got, went through your process, it was uncomfortable because I knew like I kept, I didn't want to make the wrong choice and I thought I'd be committed to it, but I tried it and I was like, oh, I can take a step back from this and try something else. And that was, I thought, hugely valuable just to understand that piece. Well, thank you. And that's what I want people to understand. Like you're not like, nobody's like, oh, you said you were the restaurant person. Nobody should have the ego to think people are paying that much attention. But at the same time, like what, to your point, maybe it wasn't the restaurant thing. Maybe it's like, okay, you know what? The restaurant thing wasn't right, but the type of person who works at the restaurants that I was talking to, who owns those restaurants, that's the type of person. So something interesting I came across recently is there are people... um, I saw an example actually in my mastermind. and I'm sure he won't mind me telling this because I thought it was an interesting case of somebody niching down too much. And he was trying to focus on like websites for barbershop owners. And here's the deal. If you're niching down... So there's niching down with the personal brand. There's niching down with the business, depending on your goals with the personal brand. If the personal brand is to build this business, what was interesting to me is you need to also understand your market. And so barbers probably aren't going to pay a certain amount of fee and invest for website development. However, like a barber, technically the ones he was thinking about are really small business owners. So then you expand out. It's still a niche. But it's this other kind of niche that's more broad, but he works with a specific type of person. It doesn't need to be so specific in that way. You still need to... Here's the other aspect of the clarity piece. You're always going to be having to do your homework. It's great for you to figure out like what you want, who you like to work with. But in order to like really know, just like you said, you have to go out there and it sucks, but like it's not going to be all roses. Like you're going to micro fail. I want to call them micro failures because I don't know how else to say it because it's not a win. It's knowledge that you're gaining, but like you're going to get dinged in a different, in a way. So it's having those conversations with people, seeing if they're like interested in this kind of thing, talking to them, engaging with them. And if they're not, or like you don't like that vibe, then you just need to pivot. And it's about pivoting. So yeah, like, so barbers wasn't... Barbers was too small of a market and didn't make sense because those weren't the people investing, but they're part of a segment of that might be considered more broad. Maybe it's small business owners in a certain area. Maybe it's small business owners who focus their business online, or maybe it's brick and mortar. Like you can get more granular. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and just if anyone's curious, I think where I started the net out was that there were certain types of problems that they have that like restaurant owners have that I help solve. And it, it actually can help a lot of people solve that same kind of problem. So what I've, what I've, what I'm in now and it might change next month is, you know, if when people are having trouble deciding, because you know, there's so many things to choose for and from in marketing, like, what do I do next? What do I do first? What do I spend money on? I've been having a lot of success coaching people through that to figure out like what's next for them. Like for the restaurants, it was like, you know, should I be posting on Instagram every day? If I'm spending, you know, like 2000 bucks, what do I spend it on? And it was like, in that discussion and working with them, I started to figure out I can help a lot of people with the same kind of thing. You know, like, do I buy a website next or do I hire someone to run Facebook ads or like, what is my, my next step? Because I only have so much money. And that's like 
it took it took those steps. So yeah, no, that's awesome. And even in like even hearing you say that, for some people, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want to convince you know do digital marketing for for whoever. And it's like, well, what's digital marketing mean? Maybe you like allocating spend. Maybe you really like focusing on certain platforms. Maybe you like creating content. So you're someone who creates content that, you know, brings customers in the door. Like it is getting specific, but you need to, you need to have the experience. You need to go in and probably, you know, do some shit you don't like. Right. I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. You can. <laughs> yeah. You're going to end up doing shit you don't like to do the shit you like. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. I get that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I'm loving this. Uh, I would, I would say, what are some of the common misconceptions out there about personal branding and how it works and what you should be doing? Cause I feel like people may be starting the wrong steps when they start to think about how do I develop my personal brand? Some people wait until they have the fanciest website. Everybody has different hangups. There's all sorts of different hangups. There's the people who are waiting until they need to launch something, the right time people. And it's like, your community is not going to be built in by the time you've decided that you're ready. Like, even if you don't have that clarity, that's something I tell, like, especially people who are just starting in their careers or like new entrepreneurs or people who have this imposter syndrome that they don't have the experience. It's like, you just kind of need to be putting your personality out there and talking about the things you do know that are related and networking, as opposed to pretending you're an expert. Do not pretend you're an expert if you're not an expert. Like you don't need to do that. I think that's another hangup that happens. A big one is if personal branding selfish. It's not selfish. It's just not. Like, and you don't need to be selfish. The whole point, and I think what makes content easier when people are nervous about getting on video, oh, the, being an extrovert or introvert is a big one too, um, which we can talk about in a second. People just get nervous about putting out content. And you're not just... <laughs> You don't need to put out millions of pieces of content. I get a lot of people who are like, Gary says to put out 20 pieces of content in a day. It's like, put out what you can put out. Put out one piece of good, you know, quality content that you're proud of. And by quality content, that's another mindset thing for people where it's, you know, it needs to be perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect at all. What it needs to do is serve. This is why you need to do the clarity piece. It needs to add some value and it needs to service the people that you want to help. And for me, when I'm putting out a piece of content, that's what gets over the selfish thing. It's not selfish if what you're putting out is of service to somebody. And that's always the ultimate thing. Like you're you're building your brand, yes, for yourself and as your insurance policy, but essentially the thing that you do in life and the thing that you're talking about is of service to people and to the people that you actually want to serve, which ultimately fulfills that higher purpose and your why and also makes you the money or gets you wherever you want to go. But you're also helping. And I think people need to come at it from that perspective. And as far as the introvert, extrovert, I'll just say this. The reason I like LinkedIn is because, you know, like YouTube, I'm not a video person. I need to have a video person come in. I don't have time to be learning my own video editing or any of that. So that's not my platform. You can focus on two main platforms and that's fine. You don't need to be everywhere. And then LinkedIn, you can you know, write articles or a status post can work. You have all of these different ways. So I like Instagram. I like taking photos. Like that's easy for me. So that works for me. But for some people, like they don't want to put up a picture or they would rather do a quote card or that's why I like LinkedIn because it's just an easy entry point where you can like kind of put out something that's like a tweet or you could do a picture or you can do a video and kind of get your feet wet. So I gave you like a bunch of mindset stuff. <laughs> No, I love it. I, I appreciate that. What's funny is I, I, it made me think I had a, a 
a friend of mine who's in a group, a mastermind group with me. Uh, I was just talking, he's posting on Instagram, these amazing, uh, like thought out, uh, I call it a caption, whatever that, you know, that written yeah. part of the like a micro blog. Yeah. And it is. And I was like, is this living anywhere else? He's like, no, it's just an Instagram. I'm like, please pull this out and, and put it on a blog because it will then be, you know, it'll be living and people can interact with it and it'll be found if people are searching for that kind of thing. And it can become part of this longer piece, but however you like to start to create, that's great for you. But I was like, man, you should have a blog. I, I love reading this stuff, but like put it in places where I can find it, you know, other than if I didn't click on your picture, cause I didn't, you know, I wasn't interested in you drinking wine in front of a, you know, whatever this place was. So I, I love that, but I, something else before I lose the thought, you mentioned, we talked about mindset and you talked about creating content. And I think people don't do the mindset work and they're afraid to create the content. But what I love is when you marry those two things together, even if you don't put it out anywhere, what it helps me do is find perspective. And I think that's what, when we are trying to understand our personal brand, the first thing you need to do is find your voice. And that's how, and that is the, the key. And if, if mindset sounds confusing, just think of it as like, you need to understand yourself and you need to start putting stuff out there to understand what your perspective is. Because if you don't have perspective, it's hard to have a brand. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion, but here's the thing is depending on how far along you are in life, listen, the education system gets you, this is my own beef with it, wants you to cater to the teacher, the professor, whose opinion, you know, whatever opinion they have, you're catering to them. If you're going to work for somebody, you're catering to all of these other opinions and you're trying to like, you know, get you're trying to get these other people to kind of agree with you and what people aren't doing and what the successful personal brands really do get to do is give their own opinion, give their own thoughts on things, even if it's like one thought. And so I always have people, I want people to start where it's easiest for them. Like if that's video, if that's written, if that's a tweet, whatever it is, because actually giving your opinion, it's proven to build confidence. Like that's what it is. The more you speak up and use your voice, the more confident you get. You know, people ask me about confidence a lot. They're like, oh, like it seems like you don't, you know, you just say what you think. And it's like, yeah, that started by me putting out slowly what I think. And then you just get more confident. It doesn't matter if people are, it doesn't matter if nobody's reading it or seeing it or watching it. Those little micro steps, like you said, build confidence. And to your point before I forget about the, uh, the distributing content or like your friend's micro blog, I think that's so important. That is a big thing. That's probably the, one of the biggest things that I learned working from Gary is just the redistribution process and the breaking down process and repurposing process. Like I do write a lot of micro blogs on Instagram and then there's certain pieces of those sometimes that I'm like, okay, I can either make an entire blog post from this or I take a blog post and I can make that a micro blog or I can take a few pieces of these and all of these ideas can be videos I make for LinkedIn or different status posts. You don't need to be reinventing the wheel, which is why like they call it pillar content. I call it pillar content, something like this podcast. We've talked about so many different things over the course of this podcast from mindset to content to clarity, all of those things are different pieces of content that you can break down that doesn't need for you to come up with like, oh, what should I talk about today? We spent an hour and here's 10 things we can talk about and move them around on all different platforms and live pretty much everywhere. Right. And, and I like sharing like the behind the scenes with, with the guys that are listening because you know I don't think everyone does that. But I'll take this 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 video recording because they'll, they'll hear it as a podcast, but we're recording it as a video. 
I'll send it to a, a freelancer. And honestly, I'm paying five bucks a video to clip one to clip five one minute videos, or I think it's 10 bucks a video. And then I have five amazing one minute videos of our interaction. And I can send that to you as a thank you. And we can, you know, we can choose one to post that we like or whatever, but it's already there. The, the content's already created. So I love the idea of having something pillar content to proof to pull from, not just to, for the sake of posting, but I think there's a relationship building part of it too. When you do something amazing for someone that they weren't expecting because you captured an interview or you captured, a, maybe you, went, you saw a speaker and you got an amazing photo of them and you send that to them, whatever it is, they see that as, as value. And I think that there's, there's, you know, I try to practice that is, you know, give more than I get as much as I can. I think that that's one way to do that for sure. Yeah, and you can always transcribe it. Like you can, if you're an audio person or a video person, you put it through Rev or you have somebody on Upwork or a freelancer and you have the transcriptions and you can pull quotes. And, and even like this interview, this interview is great. I want to repurpose it on my podcast. That's content that I can use. That's content I can repurpose. And that's also helps you grow. There's a million ways to like slice and dice it. But for a lot of people, it's that first step that even gets them nervous. But once you start taking those steps, it escalates pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it should be that intimidating. But if you focus on one thing, like what's one thing I can create this month, you might be able to get there. I would like to ask you, I asked this of all my guests as we're getting towards the last you know, piece of the segment of the show. Do you believe that branding or selling is more important long-term for a business and why? They're, I'm like, they're the same to me in order to, in order, they're not the same, obviously, but in order to brand, you need to know what your selling points are. And in order to sell, you need to have your branding, like all of those things. And when I just look at anything, everything to me, like the way my brain works is all interconnected and pattern seeking. That's just how I see it. When people are talking, I'm thinking about how they're getting from point A to point B to point Z. And so for me, branding and selling and marketing and all of those things need each other. And so, yeah, you can't... Yeah. How are you supposed to sell something that you don't know the who your audience is, the why, the clarity of like the product or the person? And then also the branding, you do need the selling. Like That's a mistake that people... I've actually seen a bunch of businesses make. I was having a conversation with someone the other day who was consulting a company who had funding and has an interesting idea, but they allocated nothing for marketing to get the word out. So even if you have some, even if you have the product, the branding, to me, the branding is also encompassing content, which is some kind of marketing. You can't just have a thing by itself and not sell it. So ultimately, maybe selling is more important if you want me to get really nitty gritty, but they should be the same thing. Your branding should encompass that that content and the marketing and that kind of outreach that is direct selling. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I ask it because I think both are important and they can, they, I think they, it's like they take turns sometimes. They do. But I love hearing what people have to say because you never know what you're going to get. And it's, it's, I think it's a, an interesting dynamic that people focus on one or the other too much or not enough and they don't switch it back and forth. So for me, honestly, I, like, I had focused on branding because I didn't know what the hell I was going to sell. But if I didn't start figuring out what I was going to sell quickly, I wouldn't have a business. But I love that. Actually, so here's the thing about clarity too. When people don't have clarity and you just made the point about branding and selling, when people don't have clarity and then they start putting out content, you can get clarity from that content based on just the clarity that you currently have. And that's the same thing with selling. I was branding myself and building my podcast and my personal brand before I had that 
product. Even if you only discovered me a few weeks before I launched my product in the fall, I had been putting out my podcast every week for almost a year up to that point and posting on my social platforms, not selling anything, only building that trust. So that way, when I did have something to sell, that was the time. And of course, like selling is its own art. And sometimes it's hard to get comfortable with it when you get all of these people online saying, don't just sell, don't just, you know, you want to jab, 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 right hook, and you want to give value first. Yes. But you also need to know, I feel like people lean in both directions. There's the people who brand too hard and are afraid to sell. And then there's the people who just push and don't, it's not even, it's not effective sales. I call it selling, but those are people who are just shoving their product in your face. That's not sales to me. Selling is the art of mixing branding and sales. Yeah. And making sure that the person, everyone wins, like uh, all the good salespeople say the same thing, which is, you know, like you want to, you want to come to the end feeling like everyone won in that situation. And if you're, if you're even, and if you're a really good brander, you want to feel like they know that they won and they got 10 times the value of the thing that they, they bought. And I'll, and I'll tell you the piece that we don't talk about, or we haven't mentioned is that when you've been building content and perspective, like you have, you also start to build community, which is what I needed to understand what the hell I wanted to sell. Because I got to then start to ask people, Hey, you're here. You know, you hear me talking about this kind of stuff. What do you need? What are things that you're running up against in your, your business that you need? And that actually helped me form products. And not every business can work like that, but I think a lot of them, you can expand what you sell or find new revenue streams or different ways to help your customers if you actually you know, build a community. 100%. One, just to, to wrap that uh, conversation up, one of the other biggest mistakes after the clarity piece is people come to me there are a few mistakes that I see all the time where it's like, oh, I'm putting out all this content and I'm not growing or whatever it is. And 99.9% of the time, it's like, you're not talking to the ideal person. You don't even know where this... You haven't done your homework. You're not engaging. Like I know engagement has become a buzz term, but it's not a buzz term. You need to have human interactions and have conversations if you want anyone to give it... If you don't give a shit about them, why should they give a shit about you? And that's just like bottom line across the board. Yes, you know what needs to be unique and interesting about you, but just talking about how unique and interesting you are isn't enough of an attraction for people. And so everyone needs to think about that and have actual conversations, whether they're online or whatever, but have them. Read somebody else's caption for real and leave an actual comment. And it's not that hard, people. No, exactly. It's be yourself, you know, but I think you do have to, you have to make yourself available to people too. And what I, you know, the, the things that I'm starting to work a lot with people on are like, they don't realize that even after they do that work, that part of that step is being, is discovery. Like you have to put yourself in situations where people can find you because you can build a website or you can build a blog, but if no one knows it's there, it's like you're screaming into a Canyon, an empty Canyon. So you do have to do a little bit of the work to get in front of them. That's why I love going to events and I love networking. And that's why, you know, I have a podcast because I get to meet amazing people that, you know, they have their own audience audiences and we get to discover each other. And if you don't figure out the discovery piece for your business, you're going to be screaming into the wind. 100%. And that's why content's so great. Exactly. Well, you know, I do want to ask you another uh, little question here at the end, but I, I'd love to un- understand, since you've done a few of these now, if you had to tell someone to look like this person's doing personal branding right, who would you point to for some of that? I mean, obviously, Gary is such a great person to look to, and that's such an obvious one because he's pumping out so much content and you know he knows exactly who he is. But there are people like Lauren Everts of the Skinny Confidential, I think, does a great job. 
she's somebody that I've been looking to. I had this woman, uh, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, right now on my podcast a few weeks ago. She is a fitness influencer out of Monaco. She probably won't. She doesn't like to call herself an influencer, but I'm basically seeing people. The people who are doing it right are people who are putting out content that is them. I know it's them. It feels like them. I knew that. I know when I get on a podcast or whatever with them, I'm going to get what I see online, and that to me is people who are doing it right. They're they're comfortable in their skin, and it's less about oh this video or that video or this one piece of content or um, it's just people being themselves. Somebody introduced me recently to Katrina Ruth, and I need to dig in more into her background, I read an interesting article on her on entrepreneur.com recently, but her posts, even here's the deal, a personal brand that's great to me doesn't necessarily mean that I'm, I would be their, you know, maybe necessarily the person who would buy their product. Like maybe that doesn't resonate with me necessarily, but I get that they are completely owning themselves who, what they're putting out is of value and of service to their community. And it's just kind of a beautiful thing to watch. Like there's people that it's like their products and stuff are not necessarily for me, but I see it and I'm like, I know that I would like that per like I have respect. That's how I like I view it. I'm like, I know who they are and I respect that. And so that's what a good personal brand does for me. I think that's perfect. And what I I do want people to be able to find you. I do want them to be able to like understand what's going on with you. What's what's next for you or what's like big for you right now? And where can they like interact with you? I'll definitely be relaunching the LinkedIn Laws. I'm going to be putting out that clarity course. We talked about how important that is. And I've got a few other fun things coming down the pipeline this year. But everybody can find anything like on my podcast, Beyond Influential and all of that at BrittanyCrystal.com. And you can find links to all my social. But I'm at Brittany Crystal anywhere. And it's Brittany, T-T-A-N-Y. And Crystal spelled K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. So it's really random, like different kind of spelling. But I made myself really easy to find on the internet. so. Look me up, send me a message, all of those good things. Yeah. And the podcast is Beyond Influential if you guys missed it. Uh, and I'll have her, her name and website in the show notes too. Uh, and uh, if you guys check her out, it's it's something I've, I follow because I'm learning still from the content she's putting out there. She has great guests on her show. Um, so just thank you for being one of literally the first thing I spent money on when I invested in myself since I left my job was Brittany Crystal's LinkedIn Lost Course. And I do not regret it. So I, I thank you for, for that and just for your time today. Thank you so much, Brandon. That makes me so happy. (laughs) All right, I will talk soon. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandonbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandonbrands.com.